Welcome back to Keep Off Pets Podcast, episode six. Yes, we're still here. We've not been cancelled. We've not been taken off the airwaves, mainly because um, we, well, we produce this podcast, so it's a bit difficult to take us off the airwaves, really. But nevertheless, joining me today is the man who, for the first time yesterday in a what must be quite a long time, he went to his local pub, sampled some of the finest ale that, uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll correct me in a minute if this is not correct, but that Sheffield has on offer. And luckily, he's still here and doesn't look hungover. It's Matthew Rhodes. Hello. Yeah, I'm not hungover. It's okay. I was, um, I kind of got a bit carried away and didn't wear a coat. That, that was the main concern that I had because, unfortunately, the beer garden that we were in, we were totally covered in shade. So so ended up getting quite cold when we were there till about nine in the evening. But, uh, but yeah, only only had two pints. I'm a, I'm a responsible parent now, so uh, no, uh, no going crazy for me anymore. Is that the, the first sort of outing as a, as a three uh, to the pub? Or is it? Did you go previously? We we, we yeah we, we went as a as a three two uh, pubs uh, when back when things got lifted a bit um, and you're allowed to go inside pubs uh, like around July late June July uh, so yeah we uh, we introduced Isabel to that uh, to the pubs which she very much enjoyed that's that's a good sign. Um, so yeah, but yeah, it was the, the first time this year that we, uh, yeah, that we could have a drink outside in a pub, which was nice. And yesterday I saw, uh, one of my brothers and his family for the first time in over a year, over 12 months. So, uh, yes, that was nice as well. So, uh, things very gradually getting there, getting a bit more back to normal. Long may that continue. Well, that, that's exactly it. We're it's progress. It's slow progress, but it, it's progress. We're now. I mean, we'll talk about things today that have been arranged. We'll talk about things that are going on in and around the club. There the really is a sense now that we're getting to the point where we're getting some sort of normality back. Yes, that comes with caveats, of course. There's still going to be mass wearing. There's still going to be social distancing and things of that nature. But it it's just nice to venture into town, as an example here in Matlock, and you know, just see people about. It feels that bit of normality just makes everything just seem back to normal to a degree. And I think that's what a lot of people needed. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm very much ready for uh, things to uh, start getting uh, back to normal now. Obviously, the difference being um, at this point uh, rather than last summer is obviously that people are getting vaccinated now. So, uh, so obviously, it's still <laughs> it's, it's not over by any means, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot better than what it was. 12 months ago so uh, yeah just hopefully means that by the time uh, pre-season friendlies are on which I think we'll talk about in a bit uh, in a bit more detail um, 
you know, hopefully if this road plan is a success, it just means that we can have near enough a full crowd without any limits. Uh, imagine there'll be some, obviously some sort of guidelines still, I'd imagine, but, you know, it will feel almost there, almost a bit back to normal. Obviously, if, uh, if the weather's really good, if we get a summer like we did, like when it was 2018, when it was England doing well in the World Cup, that will... Uh, That'll make it even better as well. Memories. Lovely, lovely memories. Yeah. But we didn't come here to chat COVID. We came here to chat about football. But that means, first of all, we have to, of course, undertake some admin. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who has listened to the podcast so far. Whether you've downloaded it on Spotify, whether you downloaded it on Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy this podcast, and we really hope you do, if you go onto any of those platforms, in particular Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review, a star rating, it will do wonders for this podcast. It will also help get the club's name out there further afield. So text about a minute of your time. would highly appreciate it. Secondly... We are now in spring. And do you know what that means, Matt? Um, the, you get to see lambs. That's not where I was going with this, but we'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> the nights are longer. The weather's a tad bit warmer. You know, people are out in beer gardens. People are out in the sun, enjoying themselves, having a walk around the park. But that also means that people should invest in their spring slash summer wardrobe. And do you know where the best place on the internet is to invest in your spring slash summer wardrobe? Well, I believe the Matlock Town online store would be uh, a very good place for that, James. I mean, we didn't even rehearse this. It's, It's telepathic link. He knows that you can get great products, a great price, at www.matlocktownfc.co.uk forward slash, always the forward slash, club shop. We've got new T-shirts. We've got old T-shirts. We've got mugs. We've got monkeys. We've got bears. We've got, you name it, we've got golf stuff. And if you are a keen golfer, then we have a few remaining spots on our golf day, upcoming golf day. You can still purchase in to the tournament via the club shop online. I don't believe there's that many tea times left, but it promises to be a great day. A lot of money raised for the club, which is always vital, especially at the minute. And, we, you know, it should be a great day. We, we have a great relationship with Matlock Golf Club. And... It's one really to mark on the calendar and look forward to. Is there anything else that I can think of? There is. I believe we will have an established date for Matlock Town Cricket Club versus Matlock Town Football Club. Now, I don't believe, as things stand, there will be fans in attendance for this. I may be wrong, so keep an eye on your social media platforms for that. I'm sure somebody will 
give a mention either way, but that's something to look forward to. I know um, it's something that the clubs did a lot in the past. It's something we keep to bring back, develop that relationship more with our neighbours at Matlock Cricket. We, we've always had a, a good relationship with them, but we, as part of Bridapoli's chairman, Bridapoli's, I should say, uh, he really wants us to get more involved with the community, and that's one of the ways we're doing so. Now, with all the admin out of the way, we're going to head into the news. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, James, Matt, we're in April. Where's the news? And I'm here to tell you, I've got news. And that news is Matlock Town Football Club. And hold on to your hearts for this one. Have arranged their first friendly for the 21 22 season. I know. Well, I was able to fill in my diary on one of the days. That was nice. But, Matt, where is said game? Who is the opposition? And when will it take place? It is um, the world's oldest football team, uh, it is Sheffield FC. Uh, one of the few teams in Sheffield uh, not getting relegated uh, this season. Um, yeah, Sheffield FC away from home. I'm sure I've annoyed to just realise how many Matlock supporters also support Sheffield Wednesday. That won't have gone down well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we've got Sheffield FC at Sheffield. Uh, yeah, they've got a new stadium coming but I'm pretty certain that won't be ready in time that's a few years away yet but uh, what's the name of their stadium I can't remember it's not Sandy Lane that's Hallam isn't it well I'm going to tell you that because I happen to know this we will be heading to the BT local business stadium is that the name of it I believe so unless it's changed and I'm a liar which I'm hoping not. I will pray to the Google gods to find out. Uh, according to Wikipedia, that heavily reliable source that anyone can edit on the internet so you know you're always getting the best results. Um, according to Wikipedia, it's still called the BT Local Business Stadium. There you go. Well, I mean, for anyone... Well, I'd imagine a lot of people will want to go. Obviously, if you know, there's not really many restrictions at all because obviously we've barely watched any football games um, actually in the flesh and not just on TV uh, for a number of months so I'd imagine um, it would get a pretty healthy crowd in there because obviously it's not a long trip but I suppose the added bit to it is that it might be Matlock fans last chance to see Sheffield FC in Dromfield uh, because their new stadium which looks really good with um the plans that I've seen for it, uh, they will actually be heading back to Sheffield, uh, which which makes sense, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah, it could be the last time to uh, opportunity to go to that stadium, which is quite nice. I've only been there once before. That was in pre-season. It was about actually about a week before I started working for Matlock. Might have been the last football game I went to before I did Matlock work. So I went to watch Chesterfield in pre-season, so in the first COVID season, um, away against Sheffield. And yes, a nice nice little stadium, nice pub, literally right at the front of it, which is always good. 
Uh, so, yeah, it's a good friendly to have and uh, I'm keen to see what other friendlies are going to uh, be announced in the, in the near future. I do believe, unless plans have changed, there are still ongoing talks with the Derbyshire FA and numerous other clubs about the Derbyshire Senior Cup. I presume that is going to make an appearance during pre-season. We don't have dates for that yet, but it it's one of them. I think on paper that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think there's a good chance as well for clubs to, even if they could just not maybe have full capacity, but even if they could just have some fans in, then if, for example, you get, you know, a, a Derby or a Chesterfield or a Buxton or something like that, and I think for a lot of people, having that competition in there as well as the pre-season friendlies would be a really nice caveat to the usual five or six friendlies that you chuck in because, the you know, football is not the usual, limit. the world's not the usual. So it's all about sort of building up to the season as best you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I would quite like the idea, even if it's just if you have the Derbyshire Senior Cup as normal uh, in the yeah, when once the season's kicked off, to have uh, even if it's just like a one-off, I don't know, Derbyshire Summer Cup, uh, something like that, where you just have like invited teams into it, maybe like eight teams. Um, I think it would make sense, um, just because it'd be good for attendances. Uh, very good to have local matches after such a long run without any games. It would make sense, I think, just to try and make pre-season as um, competitive as possible. Um, so, yeah, it'd be really good if, you know, Matlock played like a team like Elfton, Buxton, um, Ilkeston, or even like, you know, some sort of Chesterfield team or um, or Derby team. It'd be really, really good. So I'd, be like, I'd like, quite like to see some sort of bit more of a competitive edge to pre-season just because of how long we've had to wait uh, for uh, for football to actually see it again at Matlock's level. So, yeah, that, that would be good. So, hopefully that gets announced at some point in, uh, in the near future. And for any other friendlies, yeah, just hopefully they're local enough. Like Staveley would be really good for Staveley Miners' welfare because I know um, they've made loads of improvements to their stadium. Uh, so I'd quite like to go there. I think quite a few people would like that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what gets announced next uh, for Matlock's pre-season schedule. Well, that's it. Keep your eyes glued on our club website. Keep your eyes glued on the social media profiles. As soon as there is news to bring you, those are the places you can get the news. And now looking forward again, it's not just pre-season news we have, because this week saw some developments at the grounds. Some work has gone on. All COVID regulations followed, of course. Um, we've had some companies in. We've had some volunteers helping out. Uh, are you aware of what's going on down there, Matt, or do you want me to give you a little little rundown? Uh, I've seen a bit of on social media of stuff that's happened. So, uh, yeah, I understand... Uh, a bit where the pitch rises up a little bit in uh, in the corner. Uh, that's uh, there's been some work to uh, get that leveled off, and it sounds like the um, 
the PA system has uh, has had a much needed makeover. I think. Right. Yes, the best analogy that I can give is that um, if you think of, say, you've got an A4 bit of paper, yeah, and you know sometimes with paper, whether it's been signed or drawn for a while or whatever, the corners fold in. Have you ever had that, Matt? With the okay, corners of papers folded in. Matlock's pitch was a bit like that in particularly two corners. Now, that's just how the ground is when the club moved there. It wasn't a case of um, anything the club itself did. It was just a case of that's how the ground naturally is. So we've had people come in to work on that. I've seen some... um, Strange comments online going, can't believe you've got rid of the corners. That was um, added character to ground. And I'm like, it's it's a mould of dirt. If you're coming to Matlock for a mould of dirt in a corner, I don't know what to tell you. As my cat decides to very noisily interrupt the podcast there. Um, hopefully he'll be done soon. If not... Uh, I'm going to have to put them up for adoption. So there you go. Well, the ground, even without uh, any work, uh, the ground isn't doesn't slope as much as um, Hallam's ground, if you've ever been there. That's amazing. Like, uh, I feel like if Hallam got promoted, I think they would genuinely, they'd have to uh, sort out the pitch because it is genuinely uh, like a slope on one half. Um, so you're genuinely running uphill a bit. Um, on the uh, the side of the pitch that's closest to the entrance, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not quite as bad as that, but um, but uh, yeah, it's probably something I did need doing for uh, for Matlock's pitch. Yeah, very very much so. We needed, um, as you pointed out, a new tannoy system's been put in. Something I think we've needed for a very long time. Um, we've made it. A forward step into the 21st century. You've heard video of how that sounds. What's your opinions on it from what you've seen so far? Yeah, yeah, sounds a lot better uh, because, um, yeah, I think before it just sounded a little bit scratchy, didn't it? So, uh, yeah, it's just, um, it'll just enhance the sort of match day experience once obviously a lot of people are back in. Um, and, yeah, that'll just enhance the atmosphere. Um, so it can only be a good thing. Uh, it just sounded like it did needed a bit of a revamp. There's actually a bit now, isn't it? Sort of like the new speaker bit, uh, like where you'd be speaking into the mic. That's now right by where the little press bit is now, isn't it? At the back of the twig stand. I believe so. I believe it's been rooted that way. Yeah. Uh, more for anything than visibility, I know uh, Keith Thurston, who does the um, PA, that he the problem he was having was because um, he's cu- well was currently next to the T bar. You have that little window, but you can't always see well out of it. So occasionally you get like a goal scorer wrong through no fault of his own. It's just you, you know. When you're having to look through a tiny window and rely on sometimes secondhand knowledge of what's happened, people, as with anything, can get things wrong. So it, it should be something that the club 
gets use out of for many years to come. And I think, again, um, if Matt will bear with me a second, because I've totally forgot the company's name that put it in, Progen Electrical Services, a local Matlock business, I know the club is always keen to use uh, local contractors when it comes to doing any sort of project. It's something the club looks to really support the community with that. And so it was great to work with a local company. A lot of praise for them. They appear to have done a great job. And the club seems very happy. And I think it's just, it's these, you know, they're not the the massive wholesale, you know, oh, I'm going to build a new new stand or I'm going to, you know, do this, that, and other. Sometimes it's those little improvements that can mean a lot for a club like Matlock. And, it, it, you know, it's all about enhancing the matchday experience for fans, enhancing the matchday experience for players, and enhancing the matchday experience for the community as well. I know, you know, sometimes we host juniors games. Uh, I know there's been a real push to get the ladies team having a few games down there. Oh, uh, that's that's one of the things. Matlock ladies are actually uh, are back. Well, not not at the, the Proctor Carl Stadium, but... Uh... I think they've been allowed to continue with uh, the season that obviously had to be paused for a long time. So uh, at that level of the women's game, uh, I think they have been allowed to keep going with their season. So, uh, yeah, I think they won. Uh, I think they've won the vast majority of their games. So, uh, yeah, Matlock ladies are back. I think they play at Cavendish Fields. Does that sound right? Yeah, they do. They've only played one game so far. Yeah. Um, against Woodlands Reserves. I believe it was 3 1. And they went goal down early doors, but then pulled a goal back. There was a break due to snow because, <laughs> lol, Great Britain. Um, but three goals were scored, and Matlock ladies left the field triumphant. It was something I was going to bring up later in the podcast. But oh, sorry. <laughs> you, you just can't stop, Matt. He's a, he's a knowledge machine he comes in he goes i've got all these topics for you and i'm like matt don't you worry about it it's always good to talk football it's always good to talk about town now that's pretty much the news summed up as always keep an eye on the social media channels keep an eye on the website um because with them in two weeks between the podcasts of course things can and usually do happen so if you're wanting the latest up-to-date news, there's your place to go. I should add as well, while it's on my mind, that you may have noticed that the last two podcasts have had no guests on. That is because at the minute we are not 110% sure, um, myself and Matt this is, what um, Paul Phillips' squad is going to for next season. We don't want to have someone on and then, for example, Paul says, oh, by the way, that player's moving on. Now, we've had no indication who's staying and who's moving on other than what Paul said. So we will have guests back. It's not um, a foregone conclusion on that. It's just a case of doing what we can at the moment. So definitely let us know who you'd like to hear on here. Um, maybe we'll see some supporters on at some point. Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe we'll see people um, involved in the club in a non-playing capacity. 
maybe we'll even have Schutz on and talk goalkeeping because I like Schutz. <laughs> so why not? That's the that's the beauty of this podcast. But we're going to move on now to perhaps not a main topic of the day, but one of them. The Golden Fence Post, one of the most prestigious football awards out there. You see, Matt, I believe, from what I've heard, it goes to the Ballon d'Or, it goes to the Golden Fence Post. Now, when we left you last time, listeners, me and Matt had a debate, a discussion about the several categories on offer, who we should put forward, what names, who would take home fence post of the golden variety and Matt said to me he said James I've got an idea he says why don't you put um, a name forward and I'll put a name forward put a nominee forward each and then we'll take it to the public I said Matt that is genius so my bearded friend here took to the Twitter sphere, and he put the polls up. And Matt, I'm just hearing in my ear right now that you have the results of said polls. So, my friend, can you run us through who has won what? Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll try and run it through um, my old memory because I've not got it written down. But uh, yeah, I've not seen it on social media. Uh, so the winners in the end, uh, well, the Hall of Fame. Uh, the first uh, three spots uh, that went to uh, Jordan Sinnott, uh, Peter Swan and Tom Wright. And Tom um, um, wrote on social media actually about that, saying thank you very much for it. He seemed quite, quite honoured by it. So that was nice. Um, so yeah, it, that was good yeah. to hear from Tom. That, that's, it's always nice. Um to hear feedback of any kind. And Tom's definitely somebody who, obviously, he's still involved with the club on the commercial side of things, but it, it would have been wrong not to recognise the amount of hours, the amount of stress and everything that comes with being um, a football chairman. So I'm glad that we got a chance to honour him. And I hope he um, felt honoured by that and felt that his years of service... And these continuing years of service are recognised. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, there were your three Hall of Fame spots. So let's see how good my memory is. So the best ha- goal... Hang on. I've oh. got a better idea. How about I come to you and I'll ask you category by category. All right. And you yeah, tell that... me who the winner is. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. So will I... Just imagine, if you're sat home now, myself and Matt, we're obviously... Golden Fence Post, prestigious awards, second only to the Ballon d'Or. We're in, all suited up here in our respective homes. And we're ready to open the golden envelopes because we really like gold for some reason. Everything has to be gold. To let you know who the winners are. So first of all, Matt, I'm going to go to you. What was the moment of the season? This one didn't go to fans, vote. This was decided by myself and you. Uh, yeah, so I'm 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 opening the envelope. Oh. You'll uh, you'll just have, just have to imagine all this back at home. Um, so yeah, the golden envelope, and uh, yeah, the moment of the season was uh, unanimously, uh, well, 
not just the goal, but uh, the goal and the sort of couple of minutes afterwards when uh, Peter Cruz slotted home against Hyde United for an equaliser in what was the first game after the uh, passing of Jordan Sinnott. And so the moment of the season goes to the goal celebration uh, after that moment uh, where uh, Peter Cruz ran to the dugout and held aloft a Sinnott 25 shirt with all the other Matlock players and staff uh, surrounding him. So uh, we felt that uh, didn't really need to go to the public. I'm pretty sure everyone there, even if you're not a Matlock fan, would uh, be unanimous in saying that was the uh, the Matlock moment of the past two seasons. So, yeah, that goes to uh, the goal celebration after Peter Cruz scored against Hyde. Now, as a, a balding, heavily tattooed man, there was a tear in my eye during that moment. And I believe you truly have to have a heart made out of stone to not be filled with emotion. I mean, even going back and seeing that moment on video, it's just, it, it's heartbreaking, but heartwarming at the same time. It's, it's something that you never think, whether you're involved with a football club, whether you're a supporter of football, you never dream because you just don't, it doesn't bear thinking about that your club or someone you know will go through that. So how the club responded and that moment in general, it, it's enshrined in history as something that I don't think I'll ever forget. And I'm glad, um, Matt, when we sat down and did these two weeks ago, that was something we could, it, it was easily agreed on. But we're now going to move on to our second award. That's right. The golden envelope is out again. But this award, Matt, this is for the best goal. And that did go to the public. So who is our winner? Uh, yeah, so the best goal was uh, Jordan Sinnott uh, against Baseford United. Um, there were three to choose from in uh, in that game. So he scored a hat-trick. Uh, but yeah, it was the... Was his first goal of the match? Was it second? First or second. I think it was second, yeah. Uh, yeah, long-range uh, strike. About 30 yards, maybe. 25, 30 yards sort of uh, swung, swung a bit in the air and swung uh, a bit, yeah. I've just made up a word there. Swung a bit in the air. And um, yeah, keeper had no chance, sort of uh, smashed in off the woodwork right in the corner. And yeah, Sinnott's, uh, Sinnott's goal against uh, Baseford back in, what, January 2020? Uh, yeah, that was the best Matlock goal. That got about there were three nominees, and that got about sixty percent. So yeah, that won pretty comfortably. Football pornography, that goal. <laughs> Just not only not only the finish itself, but then just the swagger that Jordan had after. He didn't go. You see, I hit that. As I say, balding, overweight, tattooed man. That goes into the highlights of my life forever to score a goal like that. But with Jordan, and you see it in the video, he was such a talented individual. He just shrugs, and it's like, yeah, it's a normal day of the week for me. It, you know, that, that defines brilliance. All the lads gather around it. I think, I can't remember whether it was Peter Cruz, whether he uh, did the boot shining celebration for Jordan, but 
it is it was just mind blowing to see at the time. And I, I think our listeners have made a fantastic choice there. Um so congratulations, Jordan Sinnott, on that one, taking home a golden fence post. Mm-hmm. Move on to our uh, second award of the proceedings. See, I can count. And that award goes for best signing. Now, I believe our nominees for this one were a certain Ryan Coulter, the mm-hmm. Goliath of the Matlock Town defence. He only heads everything, Ryan Coulter. And I believe, Matt, what was the other option? Can you remember? It was just those two. It was just those two. Well, I don't have to tell you this, Matt, but I only mentioned one person. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting uh, ahead <laughs> Unless, of unless you're sorry. trying to tell me you put up Ryan Coulter twice. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself there. Sorry, there was one other nominee, yes. That man was uh, Liam Hughes. Oh, a Goliath in attack. A man who was up as well for best goal award. He took the ball down on his chest, volleyed it past the keeper against Ashton United. So two, again, big, big choices. But what I want to know, Matt, is you sit there, tie and tails, waiting to open the golden envelope, clutched between your fingers. Who is the man taking home the golden fence post for most signing? No, for best signing. Best signing. The most signing award. Uh, yeah, it goes. It was close. I think it was about 60-40. Uh, it, was, it might have even been a bit closer than that. Um, it was Brian Walter. Uh, Ryan Walter won best signing. So, yes, the Liam, he shouldn't feel too despondent about not winning the uh, golden fence post. I'm sure he's, uh, you know, uh, got a, uh, a trophy cabinet at home that was uh, waiting for that trophy. But uh, uh, don't feel too despondent. It was close. But uh, Ryan Qualter's wall-like performances at the back uh, secured him the trophy. I'm sure it would have made a great loo holder for him, um, the golden fence post. You know, perhaps display it... Um... You know, in a not not in the lounge because it's a bit you know, but maybe in like an offshoot room somewhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you say about Ryan Coulter? I don't know if you've seen that, and I don't know if any of our listeners have seen. Um, we've been doing a Matlock Town football manager save over on the Twitter sphere. Yes, I've uh, um, I've seen it. Yep. Yeah. I um, no longer like Barwell for reasons. People probably aware if you've seen this. Um, League four, pretty good. FA Cup run, non-existent. FA Trophy run, eh, it's going all right. But in that save, my highest average rated player, so the player who's played the best, Ryan Coulter, the game knows. The scientist at Sports Interactive sat down and they said, Matt Luttown, who is their best player, in your opinion? Uh, Miles Jacobson who is the head of Sports Interactive, I believe he looked down at his notes and he said, this Ryan Quarter bloke is a Golden Fence Post winner. And there you go. We are changing the world with these awards. 
But we now need to move on to our third award of the evening. Which is actually our fourth award. You see, I'm really, really good at counting. And our fourth award is an award that acknowledges improvements. You know, we all, when we start out as small babies, we grow into toddlers, we grow into children, we grow into teenagers, we become adults, we all improve in life. And although you obviously can't sign a toddler to play first-team football for Matlock, you can sign a young teenager or somebody who is a few years older wanting to show why they should pick up this award, show how they brought improvements to the club. Now, there were two nominees for this award. The first one, Deck Walker, a player who has come on leaps and bounds at Matlock, scored some important goals. And there was also another man. And who was that other man, Matt? Uh, the other gentleman was uh, Reese Kendall, who came Reece in Kendall. at the start of last season. The left-back who made the position his own, who, when he was out in the cold for a little bit, perhaps, some people may say, came and made his position his own. Tough, tough choice again. So I hand over to you, Matt, now. Will you please take open the golden envelope and tell our dear listeners who picks up the most prestigious golden fence post for most improved player? Uh, so the uh, contents of the envelope has sold me that uh, after about about 65-35, it was a decent battle. But uh, Reese Kendall came out on top, so he won the uh, the most improved gladiator of the COVID seasons. Wow. Well, wow, wow, wow. An envelope-like structure there, apparently, talking to Matt. We should probably look into that. <laughs> but it's, again... A deserving recipient of the award. Reese come on leaps and bounds. He's made that left back spot his own. He's somebody who I think we can put a lot of stock in. It's not only the present of Matlock Town, but maybe even the future going forward. He's somebody, as a, a young man, you can look to build the side around. And that's that's always exciting. Deck Walker, of course, missing out on this award, but he was rightfully a very, very good second. He, you know, it's it's great. Um, I think we can say this for every award that it's been such a close fought battle. But Reese Kendall is your winner of the most improved player. Now we have to go over and talk about those goalkeepers, those men with the golden gloves, those men who are the last line of defence. Without them, they say you have to be crazy to be a goalkeeper. Maybe you do. But maybe there is brilliance in craziness. And we have seen brilliance, Matt. We have seen quite a few moments of brilliance. And that's why put forward for this award was John Stewart. 
Do you remember what save that was for, Matt? I do, yeah. Uh, it was John Stewart against uh, Colton Town, away Ooh. at Colton, in the FA Trophy first qualifying round, I think it were. Uh, yeah, uh, an outstanding tip over the bar from about a 25-yard free kick. I was right behind it, like really like directly right behind the netting, so I got an amazing view of it. So, yeah, that was the first nominee, John Stewart. Matt was so close to the action, and don't tell anyone, he was actually stood on the goalkeeper's line, and he, he just boosted John up, and John managed to tip over. That was fantastic. Um, a big assist there by Matt. But John's not our only nominee. A certain man who came out of the blue, it feels. And not only did he come out of the blue, but when he's in goal for Matlock, he dons the baby blue. And that man is the man who, you have to say, has made the Gladiators' number one spot his own, Sean Rowley. Now, what save was he in for? Uh, it was during one of our games against Grantham Town. We've played him about 25 times in the past two, uh, two years. But, um, yep, Sean Rowley, it was the league match, not the FA Cup one of the season that we just had. And, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a battle. Matlock were 1-0 up following an early Debt Walker penalty. It was a very scrappy game, as it usually, as it usually is at Grantham's ground. And, uh, and yeah, then Grantham started to come into it a little bit right towards the end of the game. And, uh, yeah, close-range effort, sort of like following a bit of a goal-mouth scramble following a corner. And Sean Rowley pulled off uh, an outstanding uh, sort of tip around the post uh, at full stretch uh, to uh, deny, oh, who were it? Might have been Ashley Walsfold. Can't remember. But yeah, um, excellent tip around the, uh, around the post, which definitely uh, secured the three points for Matlock. Um, so yeah, Sean Rowley was nominated for that one. Now, I don't know, can you hear that, Matt? The sound of silence. <laughs> no, 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 no. Clearly, you, you know, I know, you, you know, but I can hear the rustling of a golden envelope. Oh, with a winner yeah, yeah, yeah. inside, bursting to get out. So, Matt, will you do the honour for us? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm opening the golden envelope now, James, and uh, the the contents of this envelope-like structure have told oh, me nice. that. <laughs> have told me that it's Sean Rowley Sean Rowley won it um, wow. for his uh, tip around the post against Grantham is a fan's favourite and uh, yeah he secured secured the win I think it was quite comfortable this one they were about 70-30 so, so yeah Sean Rowley wins best save of the season and I'm sure there'll be many more to come do you know Matt why they call him Sugar Sean Rowley he makes uh, the sweetest saves so they say hey you know Get us on radio. We'd be a great little duo. You know, if you, if you need a drive time show, you, you need you need a bit of banter, presume centers. Get gives a call. I can't say presenters apparently now, but gives a call. We'll work on Now, we're, we're moving on to an award that embraces brilliance, that perhaps sometimes goes unmissed, that sometimes that maybe, you know, it isn't as in your face, 
but the work that they do is just as vital as a super save or a screamer of a shot. And do you know what award I'm talking about, Matt? Uh, is it the most underrated? Oh, he's good. He's good. He knows. Now, <laughs> journalism under- instincts kicking in there. Most underrated. First of all, our first nominee for most underrated is a certain Mark Lees. Now, oh, hang on, hang on. I'm just hearing from the Academy. We've made a mistake. Um, for the have we, have we got Deck Walker and Spencer Harris the wrong way around? I believe so. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, shall we restart the whole podcast? <laughs> I think, yeah. Sorry, the most uh, the most improved. It was Reese Kendall beating Spencer Harris. Yes, uh, so Spencer Harris was in that category and. The two for the most underrated is Mark Lees, and it was Deck Walker was in that category. So hang on just a moment. You're telling me that the man who, the Perlo of Matlock Town, Spencer Harris, the man who dons a headband sometimes, and we have to give him his dues. He's somebody, I think you're right, come on leaps and bounds. I, th- I believe that was your choice as well. So if we need to blame anybody for f- forgetting that, there you go. Um, you know, my my pick. I remembered. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm not a good journalist, so it's all good. <laughs> but as you say, you've named the nominees for the most underrated Matt Octown player. It's a toss up between Mark Lees. Deck Walker, two titans. Mark Lee's a titan of the midfield, a man who has the bulldog spirit. If you wanted a man who gave you passion, who gave you work rate, who gave you desire to win every ball on offer, they call him the White Cante because he, <laughs> all they do, trust me, trust me when I say that, he's a man who, when people watch him, they say, hey, that is the man they created the words box-to-box midfielder for. And second on this, Det Walker, a man who is proficient from the penalty spot, a man who stares goalkeepers right to the soul from the spot and feels no panic in the pit of his stomach when he puts the ball into the top corner. But there can only be one most underrated Matlock Town player. And the golden envelope has just arrived from Tibet. It's just been posted to Matt. His fiance's brought it upstairs for him, along with a cup of tea. What a fantastic woman. Very kind. He's very lucky on that. But Matt, I believe that the golden envelope's sitting on a silver tray beside you there. Can you... Do the honours of unbuckling the class on the envelope and telling us who is the winner of the most underrated Golden Fence Post Award. Uh, yes, it was a close vote. It was Brexit all over again. And it was uh, it was Mark Lees. Mark Lees won. I think he was very close. 
Uh, it was within 10%. I think it was about 55, 45, maybe. But, uh, yep, well, Lee's won. So he's won the um, most underrated player. Uh, just beat uh, Deck Walker there. So, yeah, Matt Lee's the glue that sticks, uh, that holds Matlock together. Uh, that were that was Dave Wild's own words earlier on uh, last season. Uh, so, yeah, Matt Lee's gets to put that on his mantelpiece. He's a proud man today. Now, a, a deserved winner, I think. A little bit of a disagreement. The white Kante there picking up the spoils of award season for himself. I'm sure he will use that golden fence post. Possibly if he needs um, an extra post in his garden for some sort of goal, maybe. Maybe needs something to hook to his washing line. The golden fence post can be that thing. Now, move on to, I believe it's our final awards day, Matt. And it's, it's quite, you know, it's quite something that our final award comes from taking a trip, you know, uh, what I believe the football fans call an away day. Days that can be filled with booze, buses, banter. All the bees. All the bees. Not actual bees. Don't don't bring don't bring bees on the coach. Um, that would not not be good. I don't want to be stung by bees to keep them off the coach. But there's two nominees for this. And when there were there were two names that popped up, and I'm gonna talk about mine very briefly. My choice, which was Eastley. Uh, fantastic away day. We sadly didn't win the game, but it, it as a football you want to be involved in the bigger games. You want to be involved in the occasions. You want to feel the electricity around the ground. And, you know, when we say feel the electricity, we mean emotively don't stick a fork in the charge points, any grounds. You don't want to feel that electricity. Uh- I knew it was a bigger game than normal because I think that's still the only Matlock game I've covered where I've actually had to fill in a form when I arrived at the stadium to say that I was arriving and part of the media and to fill in a form so I could then go into the media. But he did. That's, that's, well, that's when you know it's got big. You have to fill out a form. So, all in all, it was just, you know, we. It's a Derby school, we don't get to venture out to that part of the country very often. So to be able to do that was always fun. It was a great laugh. We had a great day out. In spite of the result, the result didn't matter when all said and done. Because it's the memories you make along the way. And there'll be memories that we all can look back on. You know, I believe um, myself and Matt sat together on the way down there. Probably talked a lot of nonsense, um, you know, but we had fun. We visited the pub that day. We did, yeah. Always good. <laughs> uh, we visited Greg's on that day, which again, always good. Greg's, if you're listening, give me a call. I'll be a brand ambassador any time of the week. But that wasn't the only choice, easily. I believe there was... Um, 
you'll have to excuse me, Matt, but I believe I'm hearing the sound of seagulls. The sound of the sea lapping against the shore. That can only mean one thing. Matt, who was your choice? Uh, My choice was Scarborough Athletic, uh, the Flamingoland Stadium, which is a fantastic named stadium. Um, So, yeah, uh, for quite a few reasons, because... I love, I love a good coastal ground. That's always good. And uh, the facilities at Scarborough were great. Really, really good. I got like a hamper at halftime, pretty much. Did it you was, it was great. I had, some, I had some tomato soup while I was uh, during the halftime interval. It was great. Whilst hearing um, their fans being uh, quite nasty towards Steve Kittrick. Obviously, no uh, well, a bit harsh on him, considering Kittrick did get them promoted about two seasons before. But there you go. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, Scarborough just very good away trip. Uh, lots of sentimental value uh, because, as we all know, Scarborough is the um, the Paris of England. So uh, that that's why Ooh. I chose Scarborough to uh, propose to uh, my girlfriend. Ooh. So uh, so there. Um, yeah. So um, yep, Scarborough was my nominee, but. Who wins? I'll, I'll have to open this envelope to find out. Sorry to tell you, ladies. If you didn't know before, you know now. Young Matthew, he's off the market. And that, you know, you created a memory there, Matt. Uh, a lovely memory, you and your fiancé. I know you've not planned a wedding date yet because of something called COVID-19. But that's a memory that's going to stick with you for life. But it is it. Was it enough? to get our listeners on your side to vote for Scarborough Athletic or will it be a case of Eastley coming through and stealing a golden fence post here? One thing is for sure, it is what it is. Matt, (laughs) who, well, not who, unless the grounds have become sentient beings, but which club will be picking up the coveted golden fence post? Now, I believe um, the how enormous this award is, we've had to send this golden envelope on a tour of all 20 Premier League clubs. It's now been returned to us. The golden <laughs> it's gone round like, like the Olympic torch. It's gone on the tour. Oh, it's seen it's seen sites you wouldn't believe London to Sheffield, Sheffield to Manchester, Manchester to Newcastle. You name it, it's been there, and it now stands in Matt's noble fingers. And he's gonna take those fingers and he's gonna do the clasp, he's gonna withdraw the paper parchment that says who our winner is. And we're not even gonna need a drum roll because I'm gonna hand over to my co-host, and he's going to give you the winner. Uh, so the people have spoken, and it's uh, the award is going to go first class down to the south coast. It's uh, going to go down to Eastley. Um, so, yeah, Eastley won. It was close, from what I remember. This was also, might have been the closest one. Uh, but, yeah, Eastley won. Um, so I think the, the you know, the, the cup, cup journey, as uh, as uh, just beat sort of like a nice trip out to uh, 
to the North Yorkshire coast and uh, some good pubs there. So it was a close run thing, but it goes to Eastley. Obviously, it'd probably be quite a while before we end up playing Eastley again. I'd imagine we'd both need to be in uh, in the in the National League for that to happen. But uh, unless we draw each other in the FA Cup again. But yeah, uh, so we've drawn uh, Eastley won the uh, won the final final trophy there. So uh, yeah, goes to goes to Eastley. So we'll see. We'll have to do this uh, these awards at the you know at the end of next season. So we'll see what the the next um, uh, award for best away trip goes to. Then we'll also just add, like I said before as well. But whenever Matlock do next play Scarborough away, which hopefully would be a Saturday afternoon. So you can get more time there. But um, do look out and try and find the pub. That is quite reasonably close to the stadium, which genuinely does have a quote from Steve Kittrick in the pub, uh, which is, it is what it is. It's genuinely in there. I think it's something like the ship in. It's something... Whoa, you can't call it that. It, I mean, I, I'm it's sure it's harsh. Not. I mean, it is quite a nice pub, but they decided to yeah. call it the ship in. Yeah, you uh, steady on, sir. yeah. That, uh, that is, yeah, uh, it does genuinely have a Steve Kittrick quote next to something like Brendan Ingle, one of boxing's most famous British trainers and lots of other famous sportsmen from Scarborough, around Scarborough. And yeah, there's one little one from Steve Kittrick, which uh, really made me laugh <laughs> when I saw it. So that concludes the Golden Fence Post. Some very worthy winners, some close seconds. Debates will continue, but we asked you, the listeners, who your choices was. You came back to us, you told us, you indulged us with your opinions. And we that only leaves us now to thank you for taking part of the Golden Fence Post voting. And hang on a minute. Breaking news might come into me. Okay. Breaking news here. I'm hearing that Matt Lockdown have agreed a new shirt sponsorship deal with Envis, the current shirt sponsor. And that, uh, I just need to check, I'm hearing this right here. Um, the home and away shirt for this coming season are to remain the same. And I, I believe, um, again, um, I will have to check with my sources about this ketchup and daddy's brown sauce. Your cat is but, loving this news. Oh, he loves Envis, and I love Envis because they support Matt Lockdown, and I support Matt Lockdown. But as Bear is keen to tell us all here, yes, Bear, you're you're not wrong. They are coming through, and they, with the new shirt sponsorship deal there, it means that we will be keeping the home and away shirt, which means you are getting value. If you've already purchased a shirt, we're not we're not gonna the club's not gonna come to you and it's not gonna say, look, you've got to use this shirt for six games and ask another 40 quid. Ah yeah. It's not happening. Matlock Town is a club that cares about its fans, cares about its community. And as such, the shirts will be remaining the same, the sponsor will remaining the same, the cap will remain the same. Thanks, Bear. And a ticket staying the same for next season, or has that not been hang on, announced hang yet? On. Um, what's that, Bear? Okay, the ones I actually want you to be out, you don't bother. 
Thanks, mate. He's telling me that as far as he's aware, prices are to remain the same. Very good. So, it's not very often in this day and age that you can go to a game with a £20 note in your pocket. You could get into a game, you get your pie, you could get your peas, you could get your chips. Yes, your chips there, that's right. And you can get a pie. And out of that £20 note, you'll pretty much still have change. Maybe enough change for the bus home, depending on how far you're wanting to go. Non-league football, true value. And I'm glad that will continue at Matlock Town. So there you go, breaking news on the cusp, on the end point of the Golden Fence Post there. Me and Matt not aware of that before today, but just as we were rounding things up, that bit of news came to us, as always. Finger on the pulse. Yes, Bear, finger on the pulse indeed. Keen to put out there news, and that's a fantastic, fantastic result for Matt Locke on that score. So, there we have it. Very good. I think we've, uh, I think we've reached the end. Oh. Well, that only leaves us to do a few little bits then. Wrap up this podcast. Be back in two weeks. And that leaves me to say, first of all, www.matlocktownfc.co.uk forward slash club shop. Do visit. Do purchase some items. We've got caps. We've got hats. We've got uh, pendants. We've got pens. We've got mugs. We've got different types of mugs. All for your purchasing pleasure. Everything, all the profit from each item goes straight into the club bank account. It helps the club going forward. Get involved. Lovely, lovely stuff. Secondly, golf day. As I said earlier in the podcast, if you want to tee off with the Gladiators, then you need to get online, book your tea time. There isn't much time left. I don't know how many more times I can say time in that advert, but there you go. Thirdly, and most maybe maybe one of the most important things, we head over to Matthew Rhodes and I say, Matt, what are you up to this coming week? Have you got anything to plug, tell the people about? Uh, yeah, yeah, a few things to plug. Um, so, um, with uh, my Olympic stuff, um, so if you're into Olympic sports, it's really not that far away at all. It's only about three months away. And uh, we've got, uh, well, we've got two people that, are def- uh, that have Derbyshire links. Um, we were definitely going to be in the marathon races. Um, so uh, Jess Piazeki, who is from Stockport, but we're allowing it because she's part of Derbyshire Institute of Sport. So that's where that's where she trains and she now lives in Derbyshire. She lives in Peak District. So uh, I did an interview with her recently. So she's going to be in the women's marathon. Uh, you've got Ben Connor from Derby. Uh, he's going to be in the men's marathon. And they've not qualified officially, but um, it's like 
Hull City in League One. They've not officially secured promotion, but they're as good as. Uh, so we're going to have some swimming um, representation from uh, Derbyshire uh, in the Olympics. And I'm working on getting an interview with them. Uh, so uh, if you uh, stick around on social media, you should be able to see hopefully an announcement within the next week or so where I'm able to interview one of them. Uh, I know uh, these are Matlock's main rivals, but uh, Abby Wood is from Buxton and she's all but qualified. So I'm hoping to interview Abby Woods. And, uh, well, these are Chesterfield's main rivals. This is, you know, a, a bitter pill for me to swallow, obviously. But, um, God, what's her name? Molly Renshaw is from Mansfield. You know, it's hard for me to even say that. But, uh, yeah, she is. she trains with Derbyshire Institute of Sport. Uh, so she has very close Derbyshire links. And is definitely one to look for in the future and may genuinely do very well uh, in the Olympics in the swimming pool. So I'm hoping to get an interview with both of them, hopefully. And hopefully that'll be within uh, the next week. So, yeah. Oh, and also for the non-league magazine, uh, For the Love of the Game, uh, for the May edition, I'll be interviewing... Uh, someone with links to Lewis FC, uh, their men's and women's team, because as far as I'm aware, they are still the only club in the world that gives equal pay to its men's and women's players. So I'll be interviewing uh, someone to do with the coaching staff all about that. So, yeah, quite a lot to plug there. Very, very much so. That was not just a plug, that was pretty much a plug from an extension lead onto a bunch of other mm. plugs. It was quite the plug I thought. There but, you go. Uh, it makes me wonder, Matt, what would you rather win? A gold medal at the Olympics or a golden fence post? Well, I think the golden fence post is more prestigious. I love the Olympics, but, you know, let's, let's not go crazy here. The golden fence post is something that I want, you know, up... Uh, on a shelf in my house, I'd like I'd, I'd like all of the awards, best save, best goal, all of them. So I've got to work on actually being a good footballer first. But uh, yeah, the the golden fence post beats the gold medal any day of the week, James. Dream big, my friend. Dream big. Uh, Matt, where can the good people, our good listeners, find you on the Twitter machine? Uh, yeah, on Twitter at Matlock Roads, spell M A W T L O C K. Um, so yeah, you can have a look at all the Olympic stuff on there uh, that I do, as well as obviously any Matlock stuff that comes in. Um, so yeah, oh, and also uh, as we get closer to the season, there'll be more stuff, more news in terms of North Derbyshire Radio and what they are going to be doing with non-league football coverage uh, which will get announced probably in about a month or so uh, in terms of uh, the stuff that we'll be doing but it's going to be very very detailed very detailed so yeah also keep keep an eye and an ear out for that one as well you can't be stopped no no can't be stopped there's a lot going on yeah he is the busiest man in sports journalism today Getting... Now, usually, I don't have anything to plug myself. 
But as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we are currently doing a Matlock Town-based Football Manager 2021 simulation save. Taking control of the Gladiators, all the thrills and spills of management, uh, we're chronicling, uh, chronicling, we are chronicling, there we go, got there in the end, uh, our adventures on Twitter. We invite you, if you're a Football Manager fan, you play the game, maybe maybe Matt will join in with this at some point. We want to see your saves, we want to see what you've been up to when it comes to managing the Gladiators. Are you capable of winning the league? Will you be fighting relegation or will you be mid-table fodder? We want to see and we want to find out. So come over, join in. It's good laugh. Um, my own Twitter, at the Matlock fan. I post about my deliveries that take a heck of a long time. And the fact that it took me, um, if you believe computers, it would take me over a year to install for manager. When in reality, it only took about five minutes. <laughs> so, come get involved. We'll have a have a laugh. We'll be back in two weeks' time. I can't promise this, but the cat who is sat beside me currently and who is, you know, making a major play from the Griffiths household here to be the podcast cat, I believe we might have a, a cat battle on our hands here. The podcast cat. We'll have to see. Maybe there'll be appearance on Matt's side of things. Uh, the feline can, family. Can I just, as a very, very final thing, so I know we've probably gone over an hour now, but um, just a couple of things that I've seen on social media, where if you do use Twitter, uh, it's very much worth having a look at because it's very funny. Hang on. Are you telling me, Matt, that you want to bring in a brand new podcast segment. Yes. And you want to tell me that this is Matt's Media, where Matt explores the social media landscape, cherry-picking the best it has to offer. It to could be, yeah. Our listeners. Yeah. Uh, like, make it non-league, you know, linked, obviously, not just, you know, any any old thing but uh, yeah there's just two things very recently that I've seen today uh, which is very 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 funny uh, the first one that I've seen is um, uh, Hedge End Rangers FC who I'm going to be completely honest I've never heard of before I imagine they are quite a long way uh, down the football ladder um, they've had a friendly match uh, today and the referee Genuinely had to stop the game um, two minutes into the second half. And this is a, an adult's game. It's not like a you know a, an under-14s match or something. Uh, the referee had to stop the game to demonstrate uh, the valid way of taking a throw-in because apparently, <laughs> because apparently he was getting so fed up of calling foul throw-ins. Yeah, there is a picture to show it. Uh, of genuinely the referee uh, showing the players the correct way, the legal way to throw in, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> so uh, that's think, very good. Do you think that given the club's name, that perhaps when they were going to throw the ball, the ball itself was getting stuck in the hedge? Possibly, possibly. But yeah, uh, they seem to have taken it quite well. 
Uh, they've seen the funny side of it, but yeah, it's just a very funny picture of a referee uh, <laughs> genuinely taking, like pretending to take uh, a throw in, and it's just got players watching him, like, oh yeah, that's that's how you take it. I so want to add as well that if you want to see these moments, that is Matt's media moments. Matt's going to yes, be reaching these onto up. his own social media Twitter sphere. So you can head mm-hmm. over to his account. That again is at Matt Lock Rhodes, but Matt with a double T because his name's Matt. It's very clever. I was very impressed. Go give him a follow. You can see these stories. So that was story number one. Tweet number one. Let us know about tweet number two, Matt. Uh, yeah, the second, the final thing I'll say uh, in this podcast, it's amazing. Uh, it is linked to Matlock's league, loosely. But uh, Baseford United's manager, Steve Chettle, of course, pretty well-known name, uh, played for Nottingham Forest for a very long time in the Premier League, uh, but now manager of Baseford. Uh, someone has found like an old Nottingham Forest um, match programme, I think, or like a fanzine. And uh, it has an amazing picture of like a, like a young, like teenage, maybe like 20-year-old Steve Chettle. You just need to see the picture to, to believe it. It's amazing. Uh, it's basically, he's going for like um, a Backstreet Boys look or like um, Five, if you remember the, the boy band Five. Uh, or like A1, like a boy band like that. Incredible. Uh, it's Steve Chettle, as you've never seen him before, and he's uh, just responded it uh, to it on Twitter. And uh, again, he's seen the funny side of it. It's an amazing picture of him, and uh, I'll, I'll never look at Steve Chettle the same way again. Um, can you confirm for me whether Five can indeed get down? Yeah, yeah, they can, still can, yeah. It's great news. I was very, very keen to put the rumours to bed that they were now unable to. So, and I, I, it's no deal, listener. That wasn't planned. That was a bit <laughs> that of, wasn't planned. I just came across that, it. That, that was a bit of, you know, it was a bit of playful banter that turned to a new segment. Matt's Media Moments. The triple M. He's a triple threat with his media moments. So, we are now actually going to wrap up this podcast shindig. My name is James Griffiths, at Matlock Fan on social media. His name is Matthew Rhodes, at Matlock Rhodes on the Twitter sphere. We will be back in two weeks' time. Even less when you hear this, because this podcast probably isn't going to go up till Monday. So, if we're a day late, believe me. There you go. And we shall see you again in the non-too-distant future. Thank you for your time, Matt. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, James. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye.